0: Welcome to another of Joe no Burrito. I am David and Joyce. Uh, you know, the technology that
1: you are heavily leaning upon today is tough. Yeah. How are you today? Um, I'd like to make a quick correction to that intro if I could. Uh, of you are telecommuting and leaning on the technology of today. I am comfortably uh, sitting in front of the microphone
0: and board and computer right now. That's true. You're at the command center. I am in parts unknown. In, my, uh, in my,
1: my bunker. In more ways than one. I don't know if you can call where you live a bunker.
0: Sure. It's heavily fortified. Uh, I, have, I have provisions and supplies, and I can survive here for uh, uh, an indisclosed period of time. How is it if I fortified? tell you the period of time...
1: <laughs> then I just have to wait you out.
0: <laughs> well, you'd be waiting a long time. Let's just put it that way. i uh, lots of toilet paper. How is it Fortified uh if If I told you that I would be giving up my secrets i've and been to this place it's it's kind of like Star Wars you remember it, 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 the plans to the death star it's like hey here's the weakness in this this uh super fortress space station thing I can't do that I can't tell you the weaknesses and please, i I don't want to tell you the ventilation shaft, so to speak
1: but you don't have in apartment laundry, so there is no ventilation shaft that's true, so you, you like and you don't have sliding glass doors either. Oh, you, you really are kind of... I am pretty fortified. Fortified. I mean, if it wasn't for the windows, doors, and and paper-thin walls, that would be... Well, yeah. That's all right. I feel the same way about my place. I, I moved my computer and everything from the first floor to the second floor because I'm like, I don't trust the, the cut of these people's living around me's jib. <laughs> There's a lot of... A lot of crackhead-looking <laughs> mfers out here, not practicing right. social distancing, looking in my windows like, "Hey, what's he doing?"
0: And I'm like, "Nope, going upstairs." Looking like that dude from The Tiger King. The who, he me or them? No, the people around you. Oh yeah, that's what's uh, going on in there.
1: Somebody was uh, somebody was giving an interview in a bathtub outside. It was really weird. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that was one Hey, well, that's a pretty good intro or or a good segue into the intro of what we're going to talk about today. We are going to do uh, Phil Burrito's Corona Apocalypse Survival Guide Part D, where we're just going to talk about uh, stuff that we have been consuming, uh, kind of updating where we're at right now and how we're getting through the current state of affairs. Uh, And one of the things that has been on a lot of people's minds and on their lips is Tiger King so um, you you actually watched this before I did.
1: Yeah, so I my sister watched it and uh, and then she she gave me the spiel that I gave you, which is every episode's a new layer and it doesn't end well, but it doesn't end badly. It's just disappointing, but it's a good ride. and uh, yeah. so I gave that spiel to you. you watched it and and confirmed. That that was a pretty astute uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, review well, I think that the, yeah, I think the way that, that that it was set up was such that you each each episode that went by it was, it was another layer of weirdness that just kind of won up to the previous episode, and when you got to the end, the payoff wasn't quite there and, and another angle too you had you brought this up when we were talking yesterday, you said um, that. There's there's part of you that wants uh, each of them to kind of get their just desserts. Spoilers. Nobody really. Spoilers. Uh, who cares, dude? The six people who haven't watched it yet. What? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It feels like everybody has watched this train wreck.
1: I know. I was talking with it's... your sister a couple of days ago, Allie, and uh, she's she's you know, oh, I have nothing to watch on it. And I was like, Tiger King. She's like, what's this Tiger King thing? And I'm like, I gave her the same oh, spiel. Bitch. And she's like, I talked to her last night before I went to bed. And she's like, so I watched the whole thing in one sitting. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and? Man. And she's like, uh, this is a little weird. I'm like, yeah, but it's layers. It's just weird.
0: It's just I think that's,
1: it's everything that's right and everything that's wrong with this country in a seven yeah. episode arc.
0: Yeah. It, we have the freedom to be. Whatever we want to be, and these people take that to the extreme, pretty much.
1: It's like uh, if you had to sum up Tiger King in one word, it'd be America.
0: <laughs> no, for me it'd be train wreck. Train wreck. Can't look away, but it's brutal.
1: No, I think that's just yeah, you that's know, yeah. I guess the train wreck works too. I just I I I like the 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 very the the effeminate America because it it is no. very. You know, snap. America, well, I did the, the, cause it's the doing of the drugs. Oh <laughs> I was yeah! trying yeah, to yeah. sum up with, with just one word, but some noises as well. See,
0: that's
1: more cool, <laughs> America <laughs> guns a- <laughs> ablazing blazing in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so bad. Just I wish we had so somebody to so do good. animation for the show and do videos for yeah. it. Cause now I just want to see an animated, like uh uh Tiger King, Joe Exotic, shooting a gun, riding
0: in on a tiger su- that's shitting a rainbow. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not out there yet. It's probably out there. i tell you, though, that's one thing that has really helped me through the, the Corona apocalypse is all of the content, the memes and stuff, because, dude, people are so quick on the draw with that stuff anymore. Well,
1: it's, it's, just, it's, it's just out there. It's, the, the, it's everything that we hate about the culture is now what's saving us from turning on one another. <laughs>
0: Well, I think so. so like, I think
1: so. Like I hate social media. I do. I do. It's the worst. I've participated in so many, okay, Facebook, let's do this test now. And I'm like, all right, 10 things yeah. I hate. Uh, 10 bands I've seen, nine of them are true, one of them are false. I can't wait for tonight's mystery. Uh, How many states
0: in the U.S. have you been
1: to? None. Because <laughs> I belong well, to the U.S. of A. That's right. One country. I, um, I, what's the one thing that I, I, oh, so I, I started going through, um, Facebook Messenger because apparently when you, when you remove somebody from Facebook, they don't get removed from Messenger if they're like in your contacts. Right. And I never go through the who's active online list. It's usually just the top, like six or seven people at the top that I talk to. I scroll through and I just talk to them uh, on the, on the regular. And so I did a deep dive into. I saw there was like 96 people online one day, and I'm like, "All right, wow. let's 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 see who's on there." And uh, I reached out to a bunch of people I haven't talked to in a long time, and it was nice to reconnect with them. Some of them out of state. Uh, my my good friend Chrissy, she moved from uh, she moved from Ohio to to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And when she got there, she informed me that uh, she was. At a birthday party for a child for a lady that she knew, and uh, they had hired Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, and so so there I was only like three 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 degrees of separation between Ch- Joey Exotic and
0: uh, and us,
1: which I think is funny.
0: The only thing that'd be better is if she somehow got pictures of that party and she she had them to share. We could post those on on, on the website. I mean, I vaguely
1: remember there being a like a my space picture of her with a baby white snow leopard, like, oh, or something like I have this vague memory of her having a big cat cub that is probably no longer with us. Uh, uh, probably not. Yeah. That's under
0: normal circumstances. Yes. But
1: yeah, I mean, it's an endangered species and Joe, Joe exotic is the worst hunter ever. So,
0: um,
1: but so yeah, there's like three three degrees of separation between uh, Joe Exotic and and you and I, and which means that there's four degrees of separation between Baskins and you and
0: I, which I think is funny. And, and I don't know if either of those is anything we want to hang our hat on, but it's, uh, it sure is
1: interesting. I mean, it's trending right now, so if uh, love,
0: I love I love blaming everything on Carol Baskin. That's that's. Probably like, well, you know, one of the funniest things on the internet right now is I don't know how much,
1: how much, how much like deep dive after Tiger King did you get into between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskins?
0: It's, it's one Baskin, by the way. That's
1: sorry, Baskin, (laughs) but how much, how much of a deep dive did you, did you do?
0: Uh, not a whole lot. Okay, a whole lot. you know, so th- just a little bit of it was mostly memes.
1: I'll be honest with you. Okay, so it turns that- out that the two of them had tried to go into um like a partnership together, where it would it would be that Joe would would get the the tigers in, you know, from these these dealers, and then use them in the zoo, and then when it was time for them to retire, or if you know there was a. a if he was breeding and, and there was a, a runt or something that he would give it to Carol's uh, sanctuary, whatever, and that's how that they would work together for it, and um, and Carol got a little bit too, I guess, greedy with it, and she wanted more and more and more animals that, that Joe wasn't able to afford, and uh, and so you know that's that's one of the reasons why, like Joe was trying to save money. Uh, with using like the, the old expired meat and stuff, uh, from, yeah. from Walmart, which I, which I thought was, I mean, I'm like, that's ah, kind of a good idea. Tigers eat raw meat in the, in the wild. So expired meat's probably not, yeah. not terrible it's, it's for them.
0: get thrown out anyway.
1: But it was funny because Carol came over and I guess did a, uh, did a tour of, uh, of Joe's facility just before everything sort of like stepped off between the two of them. And, uh, and so she, they went to the cafeteria, and they she ate some of the uh, of the food or whatever, and uh, and Joe was like, "Yeah, we have thirty one different meats here," and uh, and I was <laughs> like, that's, "That's a really weird number." Yeah. And uh, as Carol was leaving, apparently she had stuck a a ligert uh, cub in her purse, and uh, and that's where you get uh, Baskin Robbins uh, thirty one flavors of raw uh, meat. very nice. That was a really long way to get to a really bad joke. <laughs> I was. <laughs> that was I was trying to do it so straight face to like reel you in with like the, Oh, you know, they were, they were friends and uh, to figure since you can't see me, I can <laughs> get away, get away with lying a little bit more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. So you could usually tell, right. Just by looking at your eyes. What, but, uh, what was it? Was it, it the number 31? Yep. That yep, was that's, it. I know.
1: I yep. know. 31 different um, uh, flavors of meat.
0: <laughs> although, although you probably could have got away with it. If you didn't say that's an unusual number. You gave yourself
1: away with that. Well, I because I knew you is because you giggled, and I'm like, I know he knows where I'm. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah, randomly great. pick a prime number out of the air. <laughs> I already I already screwed up oh, when God. I when I when I pluralized her name, and I'm like, yeah, he knows he knows where I'm <laughs> going with this one. Oh man! So good stuff. But anyways, yeah. So that's a true story.
0: Yeah, you know what I th- I sound funny is that th- that. He, he seemed to be her target kind of out of the blue. You know what I mean? Like, like she I, – I get that he has his target set on her, uh, no pun intended, but he's got his sights on her because she calls him out specifically and says he, he's enemy number one. Like of all of these places where they breed cubs and all that crap, that's the guy. And she kind of points the finger at him. So when she points the finger at him, he's got her as enemy number one right off the rip because he's like, dude, why are you coming at me specifically out of all these people across the the country? I'm the one that you got to point the finger at.
1: I don't know if that's 100 percent true. I think that, you know, the documentarian can can cut and and paste a story together as they see fit. But what I will say that I think makes sense is that she's probably gone after everybody who was in the movie and then some, are in the series and then some, and Joe was probably the most uh, unhinged or easiest to rile up. Everyone else seems like they would have gotten super angry or mad and retaliated, you know, with, with money. And whereas Joe just got upset and made funny videos, and so, like, if you're poking the bear and the bear's just, excuse me, giving you hits on your social media account, why wouldn't you just keep yeah. poking that crazy bear? <laughs> so I think, I, I think she probably went after I, everybody, but she does, she, she does hone in on, on Jose exotica, uh, <laughs> uh like very, 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 that very, yeah. very quickly. And, but uh, I
0: recall like, and I, and I can't quote it specifically. I would have to go back and rewatch, but I, I think she said specifically, he is the worst offender. Uh, sort of yeah. something along those lines. Like I, again, I would have to go back and, and rewatch. But it, and she, she gunned him out for you know like very specifically. So I have no doubt that she went after all of those guys. But she definitely singled him out as quote unquote the worst defender.
1: Yeah. So. Well, it was it was it was her and Chris Hardwick uh, that were working together on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because. So- he was he went singling. Eddie
0: McCarthy.
1: No, no, he was singling people out as well. And so Carol Baskin Robbins, 31 Flavors, was like, hey, you're a fat alcoholic at this time period in, in life. Why don't you hop on the good fit, foot and do the wrong thing with me? I'll give you a tiger. And he was like, I can eat a tiger.
0: <laughs> I, could eat I could eat a tiger for hours. Uh,
1: I miss fat, drugged out, drunk Chris Hardwick. Not that he was, yeah, he was I, he, I mean, he's, I, I like Chris Hardwick now. He's definitely a nicer guy, but like, it's like before you realize Jared was a, was a pedophile. And you're like, you kind of want to see <laughs> right. fat Jared again. Like you want to see him put the weight back on. Cause you're just <laughs> like, you're sitting in your underwear on a hot summer day and your thighs are stuck together while you're eating a, a big Mac. And you're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> and his giant pants.
0: And I, and I don't believe it for a second. All you did is eat Subway and walk. You're so full of it.
1: Like I eat Subway all the time, but I get a lot of cheese and cream-based uh, sauces and extra meat. <laughs> you know
0: what he? You know what he did? He would walk to Subway, and they would go like two and a half miles out of the way to run past the daycare.
1: That's terrible.
0: Well, the kids are out playing, he's
1: he what? just. He's just r- Hi, running by after he's like, "I just had six inches
2: of meat in my mouth. I gotta go take a run down by the, by the daycare."
1: That's why Subway discontinued their. Remember, the Subway used to have the three-inch sandwich. That's why they discontinued it. <laughs> he was giving him
0: a five-dollar foot long. Here's
2: oh. here's a flaccid turkey for you. Mmm, it's only three inches got half the calories in it. My name's Jared Fogle.
0: <laughs> I love your Jared Fogle voice,
2: by
1: the way. It's not does not anything what he sounds like at all.
2: I'm Jared Fogle. <laughs> this is my prison voice. Hi, Owen. I'm old Greg.
1: That's what that voice is.
0: <laughs> oh man. But now I now I can
1: just imagine Jared Fogle in the old Greg things. Fuzz little man peach.
0: You want to drink babies from I- a shoe? I wonder if he got
1: fat in prison. It's like P-H-A-T. He's got like gangsta. He's got Subway for Life tattooed across his... It it just says sub life on it instead of thug life. (laughs) He's got grills in, but it's it's actually just like grill marks on the chicken breast because they're not (laughs) just painted on.
0: Right. Painted on grill marks.
2: (laughs) How many years do I have to put in before my image can get rebooted? Oh man! Don't want to ruin my brand. Gonna be sponsoring Huggies soon. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Instead of a clocker on his neck like Flavor Flav, he's got just like slice of baloney. Ew. <laughs> it <from> a chain. <laughs> no, that's 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 what his asshole
1: looks like now. Slice of bologna.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not editing that out. That's he's a I he's know. a registered <laughs> pedophile. Fuck that guy. Yeah. If there's one thing that I think you and I can get behind, it's that we don't care for pedophiles. Not at all, Uh, sir. Yeah,
0: I I would say that they're pretty far down on the list of acceptable uh, people in the universe. It's
1: like, (laughs) there's like the normal people that you hate, and then there's like the people that you really fucking hate, and then there's like Jared Fogle and his (laughs) friends. Jared, yeah. And And then the Tiger King's like hovering in and around the... In The Fogel area <laughs> Or the Fogwa um, If you The Fogelverse The Yeah The Nexus to Fogel Oh man Jared's Junction
0: <laughs> Jared Junction uh, Yeah it's like
1: Shining Time Station But like run down And seedy
0: <laughs> Right And no No Ringo Star to be seen Instead of
1: Instead of trains It's just old buses
2: <laughs> Did you miss your stop, little boy? little
0: old, old Chevy Nova driving by.
1: <laughs> Just and backfiring in
0: the background. With Bondo across the side. Uh, well, that was a fun tangent to run off on. Yeah, I don't even know. What are we talking about again?
1: Getting, Getting I through the. Getting through the pandemic apocalypse. Oh, yes, the Tiger
0: King. Yeah, <laughs> started on Tiger King, veered off from there. Well, when you,
1: you when, when you asked me what I was consuming, I was like, I oh, you know, turkey chili with beans, and I had some soup. But yes. you meant you meant entertainment wise.
0: <laughs> I'm having pork carnita.
1: Um, so I so on the on back a little bit to the topic of like the doing the Facebook stuff that I just try to stay away from a lot. One of the things that you called me out on. Which I'm holding true to being true is it, I did um, 10 unpopular opinions that you have that you don't care, like things that you are popular that you're like, I don't see why. And one of them I put in there was podcasts. And yeah. you called me out over the phone, but my friend Devonay from, from, from high school, who I think is one of our six listeners, she, she's like, Don't you have I a podcast? Care. And I'm like, yeah, just because I have one doesn't, doesn't mean I like them. I think that's they're true. dumb and pointless. I only listen to five. <laughs> I only listen to five podcasts and, and, and I got that's caught that's up with I
0: that. BS. Yes, that's where I call BS. Because you can do a podcast but not listen to podcasts. So when you say, I don't like them, it's like, okay, I, I'm doing one because I'm not, you know, I'm just talking to my buddy and we're recording it and putting it out there in the ether. That is different than saying, I don't like podcasts. Well, no, I... I assume that you don't consume them, but you do consume them. You listen to five of them, at least, on the regular. Yeah, I
1: I listen to five of them because I needed an acceptable number to shut you up about the fact that I don't like podcasts and I do one. And so the first one that I found was called History That Doesn't Suck. And, like, I got through to whatever, but it was, like, ours where it's every two weeks, and I'm like, well, I don't want to wait around, so I just stopped following it. So, for a while, it was only four. I just picked that one back up last week. Um, but I listened to Spooky Spouses. Yeah, that's one that I
0: need to get, I need to get on that one. Well,
1: yeah. you start from the beginning yeah, because it's fantastic, but
0: it's, yeah. yeah. And you're not the first one I've heard that from. I've heard it from a few different sources, so. That's uh, I'm I'm a little late to the party on that one, but I think that was one one that I'm going to pick up,
1: especially now. You know, yeah, I got well, time to kill. Time, yeah, uh, I listen to Spooky Spouses, Spooky uh, Spouses which is yeah. my, my my friend Jordan and his wife Lindsay. Who I guess I could also say is my friend, my friend Jordan and my friend Lindsay. Yeah, Seems weird though. to not qualify that. I mean, I talk to them both at times. Um, right. They went to school with Steph and Dana. They're, they're, I think they're a year younger than them. So, uh, but I listen to their show. It's a good show. I like the show. It's entertaining. Good show. Um, what else do I, I listen to? With I listen to Office Ladies because I love The Office. Uh,
0: yeah, that's one I'm surprised I haven't listened to yet because I'm a, I'm a huge Office fan, especially of The Two Ladies. So that's that's probably one that I'm gonna have to
1: pick up. Oh, way. I don't I don't listen to five podcasts. The fifth one is ours, and I don't listen to, and I don't listen to it because the the, well, f- the fourth way. one is is the Weekly Planet, which I I absolutely love. And the only reason that I I think that was the second podcast that I picked up, um, because the and the only reason is because I love their Caravan of Garbage, the YouTube channels for Mister Sunday Movies, and right. he always talks about having a podcast, and I'm like, I don't know. That I want to listen to these guys for two hours, um, but I absolutely fell in love with the show, and I went back and listened to the whole catalog. Uh, even the shows that I didn't really have any knowledge of, because they'll do... I mean, we, we advertise as like movies, TV shows, and all things geeky, but like we really just talk about movies and TV shows. Um, they do uh, comic books and video games sometimes as well. And so, like, they'll be talking about this oddball, you know, weird run of, like, a Dark Horse comic that's it got characters that I've never even heard of. And and I'm like, yeah, but it's entertaining. I I have no frame of reference, but I really like their their content. So those are the four I listen to, and I subscribe to ours um, just to help the numbers. I don't listen to it. I just scrub it through so that it recognizes that somebody listened to it, and that's it. Now, I know you listen to ours, which I think is weird.
0: Um, well, I, I will say what I said before. I listened to ours simply for uh, quality control. You know, is there something that I said or did on a previous episode that I want to stop doing or start doing? How with, inappropriate you
1: know I mean? it was there's, Chuck and how can I curb this behavior?
0: That's part of it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, how many times did I say um or like See, or that or is why? Thing, stuff like that. I, I, I want to. I want to give the best content possible and in listening to it that's really the only way i not to mention i think we're pretty funny so yeah, i get a kick out of it when i re-listen, and i'm reminded of things that that we might have talked about and said and it's just i don't know it's entertaining so
1: yeah well i when we had uh when we had the the social media person and she would listen to the show she would always bring up jokes because she went back to listen to everything and she would listen to the upcoming shows like a week, for two or three times on the, the hosting website before it published. And she would always be like, what does this mean? And, and I had, would have to respond back and be like, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't, about. I don't right. re-listen I don't to the show. That. And she'd be like, it was three days ago. And I'm like, I, yeah, but no, it's once it's
0: out there, I'd stop giving a crap about,
1: <laughs> about whatever no, it is. A, Ooh, that's no, a big no, puppy. Yeah, this, is,
0: this is just a, a conversation. You know, that's all funny. we're doing is recording a conversation. And I don't, I don't remember what we said, because we were just in the zone, having a convo, and that was it.
1: Auto so. zone, free publicity. So. Yeah, well, that was like yesterday. I talked to you, and we got on a tangent. We talked for 45 minutes, and I'm like, well, there's the whole there's the whole show yeah, there tomorrow.
0: Show. Right. We're just going to have to go through all of that again.
1: Chewy, Chewy's bored right now. He's looking outside, and he's on the bed, and he's looking at me, and he's like, Her. he's got this new thing where he like whines because he wants attention. And he goes, arr, arr. No, I, I got to say, I, I miss him. I miss the guy. <laughs> no, you don't. We I taught him how to play. I, uh, I've taught him how to play hot hands <laughs> on the stairs. Oh, no. So, like, I go up the stairs and I, I put my knees like the fourth stair down from the top. And he gets at the top and he gets all like. Like ah, oh, we're gonna play, and so I slap the top of his paws lightly, and he gets so angry, and he tries tucking him back in, and then he try, he tries that grabbing point. my, he tries to grab my hands with his mouth, and then I yell at him for no biting, and he's like, "But I just want to play." Right. And Then I start going after his back paws, and he's, he's sorry, like, "Fuck human. this!" He
0: wants to play. Hi, bud. Hi, bud. So what else you uh, you watching slash listening to slash, slash, uh, slash? I watched Onward last night. Oh, did you? How was that?
1: Um, forgettable.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> not Pixar's. But I mean, it's cute, but uh, and I'm sure the kids will like it. But uh, I wasn't like it wasn't Toy Story one through four. Yeah. So it was okay. So
0: n- not not as much heart as those those films.
1: I mean, it did. It it reminded. <laughs> Reminded me a lot of my brother in law because the uh, Chris Pratt's character is like super into like D and D, like their version of D and D, uh, and and I was like, oh, that would be actually kind of funny if we lived in this world because that would totally be Dana, but because uh, it was like how all the all the board games were actually like representative of what life was like a, a millennia a ago, and yeah. they're like when magic really existed, and they're like they go to like this this castle or whatever, and they're having. Uh, they're having like children's birthday parties there, but it used to be like a torture dinner or whatever, or whatever run by oh, this hideous God. beast. But she's now like the main server. And, uh, Carol yeah, it's Carol Baskin. She's, Got she's it. spreading sardine oil over everything. <laughs> so like there was, there was funny, funny moments and parts in it, but overall, like it didn't hold my attention. I was, I was, you know, on my phone and, yeah. and BS and stuff with, with people doing my top 10 lists. Um, what else did I watch? I went back and watched uh, Rise of uh, Skywalker.
0: How did you feel about it upon, what What would this be, the third viewing?
1: Third or fourth, uh, but it's been a while since I've watched it. So I've yeah. always watched Rise of Skywalker immediately after watching Last Jedi because I like to torture myself, and this time I didn't. Yeah. I just watched The Rise of Skywalker. It's got problems, but it's a better movie sure. It's it's a better movie than I than I gave it credit for. I think originally I still I have gone back and watched the Last Jedi and still don't care for it. But now that I have Blu Ray copies of both, I'm going to do a film burrito cut for both of them and fix the endings of both movies. So yeah. and then retitle them so they make sense.
0: Yeah, I. Uh...
1: The Rise of Skywalker should have been the middle movie, and the Last Jedi should have been the name of the last movie, and the Last Jedi should have ended with. How Ryan Johnson ended it, with was them telling the story of Luke Skywalker. And, you know, the kid uses the force and they pan up and they're like, next generation, like giving, giving it to the stars. And that would have been a perfect yeah. ending. Uh, and then the end of Last Jedi should have been the opening scene on Mustafar and Exegol of Kylo Ren. And they should have left it on the cliffhanger of the Emperor's clone body being like, she's more than meets the eye, Optimus Prime, and then fade (laughs) to black. And uh, (laughs) that's how they should have ended it, and that's how I did the the rough cut with the uh, bootleg cam copy that I had for a while. And, uh, And it makes it better. It does. It really does. They just need to swap those two scenes out, and it's perfectly fine. You can get through the rest of the flaws, the crystal foxes and Luke being a puss, like it's all fine because JJ fixes it see, retcon I mean, wise. I have no
0: problem with the Crystal Foxes either. I, see, here's the deal. I think that I think Rise of Skywalker was a great film in and of itself because it was a, basically an homage to Episode Four. It was it was Episode Four for a new generation. Essentially, is what it was. No, so you mean Rise Force
1: Awakens? Rise of Skywalker that, was Rise yeah. of Skywalker was
0: Jedi. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Force Awakens. Force Awakens was episode four for a new generation, not a reboot, not even a remake. It was just inspired by and basically, you know, plot was lifted. Okay, so that was great in and of itself. I think The Last Jedi, to the extent that it was a bad movie, was only a bad movie because of the existence of The Rise of Skywalker and vice versa. Right. Because
1: if no, because Rise of Skywalker didn't... No, because I didn't...
0: Me, follow me. Follow me here. If, if we, I'm if so we, angry.
1: Okay, following you.
0: If if we do Last Jedi, and then Rise of Skywalker follows that continuity, and, and it takes the things from uh, Last Jedi and and works with them instead of just destroying them and negating that whole movie, then I think that... that uh, Rise of Skywalker would have been a better movie, because I think I think the the failure of Rise of Skywalker is that it it tried to undo Episode Eight stuff and redo it in nine. Right. So if you take, <sighs> if, you take if you take Last Jedi out, Rise of Skywalker is basically a continuation of The Force Awakens. It kind of skips over Ryan Johnson's movie.
1: Yeah. So I'm fine with so that.
0: The fact that it's there, the fact that uh, that uh, Last Jedi exists, makes both eight and nine subpar movies. No, or or, or at least
1: no. You you are wrong.
0: Less good than they could have been. You no, are I wrong. I have a different opinion. I'm not wrong.
1: That well, your mean. opinion sucks. <laughs> okay, no, well, here no. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna blow you away. With my logic,: No,
0: you won't. Okay, but you can, but you can you know give it to the audience and let them decide.
1: Eight. Okay, so what is it? Four, five and six, seven, eight, nine. So okay. seven is is a, is a J.O movie for a new hope. that's we can all get behind that, and it worked. Yeah. We all got a nostalgia hard on for Star Wars and was like, "Oh, it's so good. Rub my nipples." And, um, and then eight came out, and we were like. Collectively, not all of us... Oh, that's energy drink coming up. That's terrible. Collectively, but not all of us went, we don't like this movie. So, Jedi was already... I shouldn't say Jedi, because The Last Jedi was already a bad movie in the the majority of people I talk to's eyes and what I read online for it, regardless of what existed post. So... Eight was already critically acclaimed and fan unacceptable, and then nine came in to fix eight, which I think was the wrong direction. But I was, I was happy for the small adjustments um, to to help the the overarching arching story of all three of those movies. But I think that you're right. I think that it nine suffered because eight existed and it didn't continue. The continuity, but I think that it and did can
0: too hard to fix eight,
1: but only a couple of things. It was only a couple of things that they try to fix in, in eight. Because, okay, so this is we got off on another tangent. This was supposed to be like a quick hour show, and it's not going to be because we're only in like topic three. Okay. Um, okay, so last, the last Jedi exists as is. End of title, screen, written, produced, and fucked by Ryan Johnson. Okay, you write eight using some of the main plot points of the Emperor and the Wayfinder, or you change it completely and take the Emperor out and make Kylo the the big baddie. Everything from eight exists. What's your episode nine? That's a question to you, not the fans.
0: Oh, um
1: like give me your know. give me your continuation pitch for Ryan Johnson's masterpiece.
0: I I'm not I'm not here to give pitches. I'm here to analyze and talk about what exists right now. Look, and it's like I said, it's
1: pitches or stitches. Get, get your get your house in order.
0: Well, get your sutures ready cuz I'm not going to give you a pitch. You son of a pitch. Ah. Uh, I just think and, and and I'm not saying that 8 was a good movie cuz I I don't think it was. I think it was horrible especially that whole scene where they go down to the casino planet or whatever the hell it is, that was just, like, what a waste of film. <laughs> was, I like, love.
1: Ryan Johnson was like, you know what my favorite part of Phantom Menace was? And collectively, we, we we all went, no, let's let's wait and see where he goes with this. And he was like,
2: yeah. pod racing.
1: And we're like, oh,
0: this is going to be shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just so bad. Benicio Del Toro was fantastic, I will say that. Yeah,
1: I really um, wanted him to come back for... Like I, I wanted him to have a small redemption arc and be like, the one thing that they fixed from Last Jedi that everyone was like, yeah, no, we we like that, and I liked his little stutter.
0: Yeah, he reminded me of his character from uh, Usual Suspects.
1: But uh, <laughs> is this thing on? Can you hear me? <laughs> wow,
0: what the fuck! Oh man, that's a movie we have to revisit. A uh, classic.
1: There's a there's another pedophile rapist. <laughs> But we want to take a look at his body of work.
0: Although apparently he was found not guilty.
1: Yeah in the oh. in the court of public opinion, Brian Singer is a pedophile rapist.
0: Oh, I, oh! I thought you were talking about Spacey.
1: <laughs> oh no, no! I mean, I don't not to like. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to cause an uproar of the six people that listen to the show. You being one of them, but like, I ain't mad at Spacey. I don't know why I'm like, it's like, no, I don't give him a pass. (laughs) I don't give him a pass, but I'm just like, like I look at Brian Singer and I'm like, he seems like he'd have a weird dark streak. Cause he just seems like too nice of a guy on the out, you know, on the outside where he's like, Hey, I'm going to make Superman and I'm going to make it awesome. And he's not going to throw a punch because I don't like violence and I want to tell a story. And you're like, All right, I'll trust you with Superman. You didn't do me wrong on the X Men, so let's see what you got there. BS. And then, uh, and then he's <laughs> like, uh, uh, "Yeah, you know, I touched people inappropriately." And you're like, "Yeah, I knew there was something wrong with you. Look at that fucking Superman movie. Ugh. How yeah. how do you cast Hugh Jackman young and in his prime and not make him work out? None of the none of the movies make sense because of X Men One. He's not. He does not even he doesn't even have a muscle. There's no, there's no muscle on Hugh Jackman. He's, he's a little Jackman.
0: Dude, to say that Hugh Jackman didn't have muscle in X-Men, is like, that's like, that's like me sitting back watching a football game and going, these guys suck.
1: <laughs> but and and comparatively, like if you look at the, the Wolverine, yes,
0: versus- <laughs> he had 0% body fat in any of those movies afterwards, but yeah. still, I mean, Dude, look at him
1: at number one and then look at us. Dude, his well. <laughs> dude, look at Jared Fogel and look at us. He's he's doing better. And he's got a baloney butthole. <laughs>
0: All right, let's stop talking about Oscar Mayer and get back to the uh the topic
1: at hand. So where
0: were we? What were my, we were talking about? My baloney has a first name. It's J-A-R-E-D. Oh, uh, he went to uh, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> The gallery
1: of pedophiles. Um, <laughs> he's just got a he's got just got a a, a mayonnaise mustache, but it's a little too salty. Oh
0: my god! I asked for the light mayo. Um,
1: <laughs> he was like, "No, no, not gonna." <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Ooh, no. pull that back one more word, and I would have been like, "Wow, well, we're editing that out."
0: Yep, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh,
1: yeah, uh, I, I don't I, like I guacamole Oh. I think
0: the Star Wars saga needs another show. We need to do a dedicated show just for the Star Wars saga. So we'll come back to that. Um, oh, I thought you meant like I in general.
1: We we need another Mandalorian because I'm like, oh yeah, I agree with you completely. Yes. Well,
0: that too, yes. Um, but I will say one of the sure. things that I have Star Wars needs the-
1: like for us needs like a six month cycle. Like, there's enough stuff for us to talk yeah. about. Does it takes six months?
0: That's true. That's true. We we uh we have a lot to talk about in that respect. Yeah.
1: But anyways, what you, what are you watching? You, yes. you, you.
0: One of the things that uh, I watched during the Corona apocalypse is something that you recommended to me, which is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. Which everybody thought was going to be a biopic of Fred Rogers, but completely not. Nope. It's a, it's a story. <laughs> Coincidentally, the guy, the character's name was Vogel in that.
1: Vogel, not Fogel.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. <laughs> it's like it's like when you watch the uh, the you know like it's, some of the names and characters and places have been changed and they're like all right we're going to call him Vogel and uh he's still going to like bang kids right yeah, yeah he's still going to bang kids uh well, but we're going to put Fred f- Rogers in there to to even it out. Oh okay.
0: If you can say Baskins and mean Baskin, I can say Vogel meaning Fogel <laughs> meaning Vogel. Yeah. Um but did you know that that wasn't even the guy's name who wrote the story that this was based on? Yeah, wasn't, like it, w- wasn't it Mark Paul Gosler? Uh, no, it was Mario Lopez. Oh. Um, Dustin Diamond.
1: But, <laughs> <was> yeah, <laughs> what
0: a great movie. What a great movie. <laughs> so
1: so, so in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood was a reworking of the Dustin Diamond Saved by the Bell story that got <laughs> that got him ostracized from the cast, and they just reworked it. With like, okay, we're going we're gonna to keep some of the themes, but we're going to tell it allegorically with Fred Rogers as a, a secondary character instead of A.C. Slater. And they're like, greenlight light
0: it! <laughs> <laughs> and what they cut, I was actually, I, I got the Blu-ray, so I was watching the deleted scenes. And one of the scenes that they cut was uh, Jesse Spano getting high on caffeine pills and saying how excited she was. And then immediately she was scared. So...
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, so a lot of people don't realize this about that Save by the bell episode. She was she was doing showgirls at the same time. So those caffeine pills she was taking she was really on and she ha- she was up for a really long time and she did that freak out in the pool scene where she's just flopping around after sa- <laughs> same, same day. same day. Same day. So, yeah, was she was really excited.
0: Yeah. I see. That makes sense. Makes w- a whole lot of sense. What does she call Versace untrue, in that? But- what? What
1: does she call Versace in that? Like she pronounces it phonetically like so Versalius? Versace. Yeah, I don't know. It, so is no, it, no, it is it true that um that that's a, that Showgirls was supposed to be like a loosely based on the Jenna Jameson story?
0: Dude
1: I have no idea. I th- I think it was supposed to be. I don't know. What a what a weird what a weird movie. What a weird, weird movie. I don't know. Mm. So
0: <laughs> Are we gonna talk about this Fred Rogers movie,
1: or yeah, I need a
0: palate cleanser. <laughs> cleanser.
2: Let's talk about let's talk about Fred Rogers. His Dude, little his little
0: puppets. We're derailing more than an M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh God, I do not care for his movies. Uh, okay, so one of the things I loved about this movie is how it started and ended as though it were an episode of the show.
1: Yeah, I like that too
0: aspect ratio the same you know it it, i think it was shot on the same film stock as they used back then they completely rebuilt the entire set and and they shot it actually at uh wqed in pittsburgh on the same soundstage that they did mr rogers neighborhood so they basically recreated everything exactly the way it was on the same soundstage using some of the same lighting in fact to do uh all of those, those sections where they start moving and end the movie. Um, Did I they
1: use I, the, um, the, the puppetry? Like was that, were the puppets the same or were they re, recreations? Cause I want to say the puppets are in the Smithsonian.
0: The, yeah. Well, I not the Smithsonian. One of them might be the Smithsonian. I don't know. But Most of them. And most of the stuff that was used from the show is either at um, the Fred Rogers company, which is, it's still a thing. You know, Fred Rogers company. And then at the, uh, what is it? The Senator Heinz museum or something like that in Pittsburgh, they have a, uh, Heinz museum or library or whatever. And they have a lot of the stuff from the set as well. Do you know how many and displays
1: that museum has?
0: Uh, 57. Yes. Not, not 31 though. Cause we already did that joke.
1: Yep. But another um, prime number,
0: but yeah, the, uh, the puppets were recreated and so one of the things that they did to recreate the puppets was to go to like to look at them live in the displays uh, and also one of the things that they had at the fred rogers company was a, a huge photo file of every angle of all of these puppets so they did a, a feature on uh on the blu-ray where they were talking about how they recreated them and they got down to the point of, well, look at Daniel the Tiger's uh, whiskers. And it's like, this one is a little droopier than that one. And so they had to make it identical to what, what Fred Rogers used, which I just like. That's one of the reasons we had this conversation yesterday, too, about how I still love getting a Blu ray from the, the Red Box or whatever, because because of all of that. I love those special features. I love all of that stuff, how you can dive deeper into the story. Um and then if I've got time, I'll rewatch the movie with the commentary on it. So, I don't know, I dig that stuff. And there was a lot of cool stuff, a lot of behind the scenes making of stuff in uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood that I really I really like. They talk about how they they recreated the uh, you know, the miniature neighborhood with with the so the opening sequence of Mr. Rogers had the, the shots of the, you know, the miniature neighborhood, but they recreated that and then expanded on it. So when you had these transitional scenes between, you know, uh, when Lloyd was going from, uh, New York to Pittsburgh and back and forth and stuff, they would literally go take the camera and move from the miniature of the neighborhood and like kind of pull it up and pan over to New York or to Pittsburgh or whatever. And so they they recreated these cities in the same style as the neighborhood, which I think was awesome. Um, yeah, I, there. I agree.
1: I was yeah, okay. I was. I know what you feel like every every other Saturday now. <laughs> it was a lot of words, and I'm like, I do that to him a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, what did you go make a sandwich and come back or?
1: No, but my—I uh, was going to ask you if you could hear my dog chewing on his bone, but he stopped after ten minutes. So I'm like, ah, eh, well, I guess I can. No. <laughs> doesn't really matter.
0: Uh, one of the things that I was wondering is with the Arsenio Hall—like, do you remember that scene where the uh, yes. Rogers was on, on Arsenio Hall? Hmm. I was wondering, did they did they do like a uh, a recreation of that, or they interspliced? Because I know Arsenio Hall doesn't look that young anymore, but. The way that they they cut that i I think he like shook his hand or something
1: it's um they actually used leftover um, stuff from uh from um Gump. oh is that it yeah
0: okay that's why Zemeckis
1: like, has Zumeckis. a uh, It's a production credit in there
0: now the Oprah one that obviously because they cut back and forth yeah, so you get a shot of Oprah a shot of Tom Hanks
1: yeah, I think, I think that they brought... He
0: helped him put on a jacket, I think.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that if I were a Batman, I would say they de-aged Arsenio Hall and recreated it. I don't believe that they green-screened in digitally that whole thing and then manipulated it. I mean, they, they have the technology to do it because they obviously did it for Forrest Gump, right. but I, I would say they probably just de-aged Arsenio Hall. and.
0: Well, look at uh, uh, Living With Myself, that Paul Rudd show. That was... Dude, the, the VFX in that show were off the chain. He, he literally has a fight scene with himself in like the, the very last episode of the show. And you can't tell that it's, you know, digitally enhanced. Yeah. It really looks like Paul Rudd's fighting with himself. Well, that's like the Captain
1: America versus Captain America in, uh, in uh, yeah, Endgame.
0: Right. That's a good one, too. But that was one of the things that I was hoping in the special features they would touch on is, is that you know, that aspect of it and kind of some of the uh, special effects. But what I really dug is that they didn't really do much with uh, Tom Hanks to make him, you know, look like Fred Rogers.
1: You no, know, gave him uh,
0: Tom a Hanks <laughs> piece and some eyebrows. Tom
1: so Hanks was, is such, like, I love Tom Hanks as an actor. I would say that he, if, if I got my head, my favorite actor of all time is Tom Hanks. And I think a lot of people can say that. I um, probably
0: the best actor of our generation
1: it's between him and Jack Black. Um,
0: oh, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, um, shit, I don't even remember his name, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh,
1: John Heater? <laughs> no, I, I really do think Jack Black is an underrated actor, though.
0: I think he's underrated. I don't think he's anywhere I, near the top of the list, the best actors of our lifetime.
1: I mean, just the last two Jumanji movies alone, watching him play a a black kid and a white cheerleader girl and himself and then going as far back as the straight man role in cable guy, like Jack Black's pretty pretty amazing actor. Um even though it's it's mostly in comedic roles. I mean I, he
0: was um God what I had two words not to a Libre. Forget about it.
1: Yeah well <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jared Fogle
1: there, back on the list. <laughs> Jared Fogel Donald Trump's everything.
0: <laughs> there you go. Oh, um so, so you you told me that this...
1: <laughs> what did I tell you?
0: I can't remember your exact quote, but you said it on air. You said it on one of the shows. It was
1: Oh, uh, it's a very important movie. One of the most important yeah, movies in the last like 5 the most years or something.
0: Movies, yeah, that's it. Because
1: yeah, I just think that I think my 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 sentiment was that uh, it's a movie that reminds all of us uh, asshole adults out there that what it was like to to look through the 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 rose colored glasses at the world and just see friends and fun and love and you know good times as opposed to how horrible things are. Um, that being said, this new generation of quarantines that are going to be coming up are going to be very angry at the world because they're all stuck inside their houses.
0: The coronials.
1: Is it coronials or will it be the quarantines?
0: Um, well, like we said in the previous episode, I hope neither. I hope somebody comes up with something more creative. Yeah. Um, although both of those are more creative than Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. Well, let's be real.
1: So I, I'm, I do have to, I do have to, I, I've, I listened to an article or whatever and now I'm, I am arguably the last birth year, 1979 uh, of the, the Gen X versus millennial versus Gen Y, whatever the next, the next little step is uh, You're full on Gen Xer. Cause you're a year and a half older than me. So you're, you're right. You know, you're, you're a little more in, in the, in the, the mix than I am. But I did read an article where it said that the Gen Xers are, might actually wind up being the salvation of this, this pandemic crisis because of how we were raised. And I was like, Okay, I'm interested now. And it was it was because we were raised without the internet as kids and yeah. because we were raised with the internet as young adults that we still remember a time when it was okay to just go outside and go for a walk. And it was all chewy and, like, going for a walk? What are we doing? Um, oh, no. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's wrong, wrong. Sorry, but um, but, like, we also grew up, like, anti-social, like, we were the first real anti-social generation where we're, like, collectively, we're, like, we don't want to be around anybody, even the people that we like, um, and yeah. so, like, we're he okay hated. with, yeah, like, we're, well, when we're the forgotten generation, too, we because it's always, like, okay, boomer, okay, millennial, and we're, like, yeah, we're, we're here, too, yeah, but nobody's stuck f- in the
0: middle going, yeah, we were latchkey kids, shut, shut
1: up. Nobody fucking cares about us, and honestly, we're, we're okay with that, but, um, yeah, I think uh I think a lot of uh a lot of the saving grace and, and people not going stir crazy is gonna be because they're they're Gen Xers and or, or directly know a Gen Xer who can kinda calm them down and talk them off the ledge and be like, Look, if you haven't seen Daria yet, then maybe you wanna sit down and just watch that and it'll help you it'll help you burn through a couple of weeks of your life and you'll feel better about it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna put on reality bites and we'll talk after that.
1: <laughs> so if you can get past the uh, the scene where they sit down for dinner and the one kid's uh, covered in gasoline then then we'll you know we'll talk <laughs> um so yeah i think that i I, uh, I think that with everything that's going on i think you and i are are poised to to be okay in our solitude and boredom
0: yeah and like you said i think this movie really helps with that as well because one of the main themes in it is is well he Fogle even asks Fred Rogers, he says, what, you know, what do you do? What's your mission with doing the show? And he says, I want to give kids positive ways of dealing with their feelings, you know? And if there's any time in recent history where there's a lot of feelings that people are feeling, it's right now. I mean, even before the Corona apocalypse hit, I mean, things were kind of at a fever pitch with the, you know political divisions and all of that, and kind of uh, the 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 balkanization of the country, and everybody's kind of at each other's throats. There's this, this palpable anger across the landscape that, you know, was the the movie came at the perfect time for that, and then you segue into what we're going through now and all the feelings that people are feeling. I mean, let let this movie make a revival right now, and everybody should be watching it because and and I think the thing was is that you look at you look at Fred Rogers and what he He did. And you think, and you mentioned this earlier, kind of like, you know, flowery and happy and all of that. He even says himself and his wife says in the movie, too, he's like, he's not a perfect person. He's got a temper. He's angry. He just really worked hard at dealing with it. And he even says, you know, uh, when you're playing the piano, you go to the low notes and just slam your hands down. Like, okay, well, maybe that's a, a creative way of dealing with the, those feelings pent up. And he even does that later in the movie toward the end. like, right the black. Bong, bong, bong. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I laughed at that part. <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you, I'm like, yeah, that's funny.
0: Proving the point that, hey, this guy's not a perfect person, and he's got those feelings too, and he gets angry, and he gets worked up. But he deals with it in a different way than most people, which is probably why he was such a, a calming figure, you know? But I thought it was great
1: I think it was all the weed
0: That, that could be too What was your favorite what was your, Shut up Siri What was your favorite uh, Was it Siri
1: or was that Alexa That was Siri Why is Siri going off for you My watch But like you didn't say hey Siri
0: No but I, I've got the functional Where you turn it If, if you oh. turn the watch toward yourself
1: that's yeah okay. Uh, so I'm sorry. What you asked me? What my favorite thing in the movie was?
0: Favorite scene,
1: favorite scene. Yeah. Do okay. First, I didn't just watch this movie yesterday, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I can't be. I honestly go back to whatever show I talked about it, and I think I said it in there. But it's Nothing been it's been a know? couple of months. I mean, I've watched a lot of dumb shit. I got a lot of Tiger King in my head right now, and there's not room for retaining of the Fred Rogers stuff.
0: I I blame Carol Baskin. So I I, I do too. I, I think okay.
1: I I think my favorite scene not, not 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 to be dumb but I think my favorite scene was when Fred Rogers shows up at the dude's dad's house as he's dying and takes a oh, picture yeah. of the family and yep. and they're like do you want to be in it or they asked him if they wanted to be in the picture and he's like no this is your memory
0: yeah
1: and then he and then he walks away and disappears into the wind because apparently he's Kaiser Sose I don't know.
0: <laughs> he like straightens up and he's walking normal. Um, my favorite scene was was in the diner after they, they have their their well, Fred had a vegetarian meal apparently. But when he says he says one mo- one minute of silence and think about all the people who what did he say all the people who loved you into this world. I thought that was a really powerful scene. Yeah, I thought and,
1: that was and, a weird sentence.
0: On a couple of different levels, though. Number one is all sound completely dropped out. So there's no soundtrack, no ambient music, nothing. It's just dead silence. And so my first thought is, if I watched it in the theater, that's where my stomach would have growled or I would have, like, farted or something. When the entire theater is completely silent. That's it. Huh. Uh, <laughs> it's a
1: stereo. That's perfect timing. We're not even in the yeah, same county. Nice. Ooh. How about that?
0: We're connected. A- and also <laughs> At the anus. Friends, <laughs> at the bolognese just, just oh, throw up <laughs> call back oh another cool thing is that that whole scene the diner was full of uh fred rogers people so his widow was there the guy who played mr McFeely was there uh producers of the show so the whole everybody in the the diner at that point were people from the show which i thought was pretty cool
1: yeah yeah That's it's not uh it's not terrible
0: that's not terrible at all. One So, you
1: remember the microphone stand down. that I broke last time we were recording? Yes, that's the microphone stand I'm using right now. It's <laughs> annoying because it's getting floppy right. on me.
0: Why on earth would you use that? You've got three others to choose from. You you chose the broken one.
1: Well, because it was the only one that. Because okay, so when I moved the table and everything upstairs, I I. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. (laughs) That's where where this is going to stem from. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so when I set my alarm for 8 a.m. to get up and move all the equipment, I told Siri to snooze it, and she did, and then I didn't get up until like 20 till 9, and so I was in a panic mode, and I didn't have my glasses on, and I just grabbed the... Coffee table unplugged everything and left everything hooked up with all the <laughs> headphone wires and and all this shit right and just lifted yeah. it and took it upstairs. Well, the coffee table's old and not like I bought it at Kmart. It's from Vietnam. Like it's not well constructed at all. And so the coffee table lid or the top was coming up off of the legs as I'm trying to maneuver everything. So of course everything's sliding around and and got all got all tangled. So when you to me and you're Lucky. like. I'm going to need another 15 minutes. I was like, sweet. And I can, I can untangle everything. And I did. And um, the way I situated the table, m- the microphone that I use primarily was the, was the last one that I would have gotten to. And I'm like, well, I'll just use that one today and then whatever. And I'll fix it later. And it, I just noticed cause it got floppy that it happened to be the broken, the broken stand, <laughs> which I'm like, God damn it. Nice. so that was Good. my morning that was my morning yeah what did what oh, yeah. what did you do in that missing twenty minutes that we were late
0: uh i slept <laughs> no i'm just, i'm just kidding so what else what else have you been watching
1: um, I don't know that was uh I watched the hunt an invisible sure. man um Shall
0: we cut this out so you can figure out your stand situation 'cause i'm I'm hearing it a lot on this side
1: I'm not even touching it. That's Chewy on the bone. There's no, oh. there's no getting rid of that. That's Chewy on the ah. bone. Um,
0: the hunt, yeah, so you said the hunt. Yeah, I think
1: we talked about that last time. It, it was okay. I liked it better than I liked Invisible Man, but I don't, I didn't like Invisible Man because I don't like Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss. Was that her name? Yeah. Um, and we touched on the fact that I did the Gilmore Girls crazy watch through. Um... What the hell else did I start watching? That was, that was, Oh, I watched <laughs> watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, it was oh, a yeah, lot. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, but still not a good movie.
0: No, it's one of those kind of toss away movies where you watch it and you enjoy it, but it's like somebody says, "Would you ever watch it again?" Uh, probably not.
1: I um, um I, I
0: will probably watch it again simply because I have a ten year old and a seven year old and. Yeah, they're probably gonna make me watch it over and over again. But
1: but dad, a, the Hedgehog yeah, movie. Better than I thought. I did like the little dig at uh, at uh, Super Mario Brothers and Nintendo, where they're like the Mushroom World. Ugh, it's just full of fungus. Because I'm like, I don't remember there being Mushroom Top Land or whatever in the in the video game. Like I remember Green Green Top Hill or whatever, Green Hill Top or whatever. And uh, yeah, yeah, the oil slicks and the chemical ones and. So I, I just, I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's funny. Um, oh, that was
0: really clever because he, he had explored all of the other worlds to go to. And he, he decided on that one. He's like, nah, I'm not going to go there. It was like the last one. Like, nah, I'll stay here on earth.
1: Which I, I want to say, it would be very, very cool. If not only was it a dig on Nintendo and Super Mario Brothers, but Super Mario Brothers, the movie, because that was a, a fungus based world. If you remember back in the '90s, the the Leguizamo and Haskins—that was
0: so bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, that caravan of garbage from the Weekly Planet, and Mr. sunny movies. They did a uh, a rewatch uh, a while ago when Sonic was was just about to hit theaters, and they're like, "Are there any good video game movies?" we and they talked about that, and it brought me back because I remember I went to the theater to see that. I drugged my mom and dad to see that movie, oh, and I I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel really bad that I did. It makes me thankful that I don't have kids so that I can choose to watch these shitty movies and, and I can choose to watch them once as, a, as opposed to having to watch Frozen on a loop because I, I don't think I could handle that uh, you have a, you have, you're a much better person than I am because I couldn't That's, do there's
0: it there's no doubt about that at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, so,
1: so thanks everyone for listening to Film Burrito it's been a, it's been a great <laughs> ride Uh, I, I technically, uh, have all the equipment in my house, so I'll be continuing with a new show. Uh, but Jason, is there anything you want to say in the final moments of your, uh, of
0: your, buy all your cool cats and kittens?
1: Oh God, don't end the show like that. (laughs) Um, I've been watching my regular TV, just making sure I'm caught up on it. I did get to the, the newest superstore uh, where the where the lady's gonna, they're writing her off of the show. And I hope they just end oh, it. Oh, yeah. I hope they just end it. I don't want it to continue. Me
0: too. Me too. I don't want them to go down the office route where they bring in, you know, the the the, the, uh, the uh, superstore version of Robert California or something like that.
1: Well, just, here's just the deal end I, it. I would be okay with them continuing if they wrote uh, her boyfriend off too. If they both moved, if they're like, she's getting this huge opportunity in corporate in Chicago and we're both leaving, they re promote Glenn and they don't add anybody to the rest of the season. Then that's fine wow. and then then they bring people in but not as main characters and they let them cut their teeth like and and work yeah, their way up true. but not to replace them like you're not going to hire in another romantic couple. Like you you just figure yeah, out your characters. Yeah, just get rid of them both and go go the rest of the season with you know with just the, the the basic premise of comedy or or the you know even next season like the the if they even have a season to 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 provide for the fall um like fall up until the hiatus just go with your regular characters and just do a loosely tied together story of just half hour sitcom shows keep the humor there keep the writing staff on its on its toes bring in a couple of ancillary characters and then see which direction it's going to it's going to turn to, you know, we, everyone has had a, a, a love story, so to say, that's a secondary character. So you can't revisit that and you can't, um, and you can't just bring in two new characters and throw them into like, Oh, they're going to start dating next episode. Like you have to build to that. So I think that there's opportunity for the show to continue, but I don't think they're going sure. to do it that way.
0: Well, well, it's like you said, don't replace, don't, don't bring in that aspect again where you've got, you know, oh, you've got these two people and there's the, the, the tension between them. And then are they going to get together or are they not? We've already done that. So take them, take them both. In fact, you can take Jonah out from episode one and I would be happy with it because that dude is insufferable. I just do not like that character. I mean, I like some of the comedy that he brings and how he interplays with the other characters, but I don't like him at all. I think he sucks. Yeah, but,
1: he's uh, he's he's like a poor man's Scott Baio.
0: It's <laughs> he's a poor man's Ralph Macchio.
1: He low. No, he looks just like Scott Baio. They could be cousins
0: from the old days.
1: I did, world, well, Yeah, not not now. He's like twenty six. He doesn't look like a forty eight year old dude. Scott
0: Baio almost sixty.
1: Yeah, I I had to I had to do the math. I'm like I'm wrong on that. He's probably. Is, the to my crazy dad's thing, age. though, is Scott
0: Mayo totally does not look sixty
1: right now. Weird. Yeah, he but does. Also, uh, Was it, he? He looks. Machio does it. Machio looks. Yeah,
0: he look like he's almost
1: sixty, bro. He, he looks like he's in his fifties. When you look in his eyes, you're like, sure. He, that, the, those eyes are as probably as sunk back in as the grotto at Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion. <laughs>
0: They're, Somebody swept swept the leg and missed and hit him in the eye.
1: They're they're deep set eyes. They're they're like the inverse of Mr. Miyagi.
0: I, I'm hoping that uh, when I'm in my fifties, I I look similar uh, in terms of just the 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 level of acceptability. I I, <laughs> I
1: hope that my body stays exactly the same, fat and furry, uh, but I hope that my head looks exactly like Skeletor. <laughs> It's nice. I just want to. I just want to show up when they were like, "Hello, Jason." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Red Skull. Yes. I'll be,
0: Skull I'll be Red Skull. Yes. Oh man, I have been binging Psych. I think I told you that last episode, right? Yeah,
1: I, Dude, I'm not a fan get, of. I'm getting, not a fan of.
0: It's getting bit. You're not a fan because you've never watched it.
1: No, I'm not a it's fan of you. I'm not a time fan time of me. you doing this. I didn't say I'm not a fan of the show. I said I'm not a fan of you binging Psych. Why? Because uh, you're, because. You
0: like to be contrarian.
1: No, because what's going to happen is the next like four to six years of my life, you're slowly going to get me to watch this show that I don't want to put time into watch, and eventually I'm just going to wear me down, and I'm going to watch the show, and then I'm going to go, oh, I, I I wish the show was still on, so that I could watch more of it when I you could just not tell me about psych, and then I could live a happy, a uh, free life of not knowing that it's good or bad. It's like. Who was it that watched Monk that kept trying to get me to watch Monk? And I put my foot down and I'm like, not I will me. not watch anything that was on USA. Unless it's Gilbert Godfrey's Up All Night, I don't care. Or the Laugh Olympics, I don't care. <laughs> Unless Dirk Dastardly uh, and Muttley are in
0: there,
1: I'm not watching it.
0: I don't care. Psych is awesome. And I'm I'm actually not even oh. trying to convince you to watch it. Who's I, in it? I, I, don't, I don't think I have.
1: It's reverse Lear psychology. You don't even know that you're doing it. Yeah, your I, whole family I, does that I, stuff to me. Even your mom. Don't
0: she's, you dare talk about my mother. She's like, over there and I'll she, kick you with my robo boots.
1: She, she's always like, you should eat more vegetables, but you know, don't if you want to. And I'm like, damn it, Monica, now I got to eat corn. It's not even good for you. She, she
0: knows what she's talking about.
1: No, you're, um, I don't even know who's in Psych, like, who the main character is. Is it Brian Brian Dice, Dyson Green? Brian Austin Market? Brian, Brian, Brian Austin Boston Green. Market?
0: Yep, Brian Austin Green.
1: Is he really Green. in it?
0: Uh, Rachel Green. And, She's uh, a fictional Rene.
1: character, and that's a place.
0: Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's James Roday and Dulé Hill are the, uh... I don't know the, who they are. Uh, Sean and Gus, and they are awesome. They're just, like... The Because the, a lot of times you have on a show, you've got, you know, the main character, and then he's got his love interest, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but this show, it's it's like a buddy cop show. You've got these two best friends who've been best friends since they were little kids. And it, it'll jump around. too Like, some of the cold opens in the show are flashbacks to when they were kids. So it'll show them as kids getting into mischief and then flash forward to present time. And then they go out and solve a mystery or whatever. but. It's, it's so do they do they rewrite history?
1: In.
0: They do. It's quick witted. It's full of, of pop culture references that are just are you know so quick. Sometimes like I have to rewind it because I'm like, wait a minute, did they just say that? But then some of them are completely over the top. In fact, I watched the episode last night where it was it was an homage to Twin Peaks, and it was the entire episode was basically like Twin Peaks references, and they brought a lot of the cast from Twin Peaks back to play characters in this episode. And it was it's just brilliant.
1: And why brilliant. is it called
0: Psych? It. So the James Roday is a guy who, whose father was a cop and he trained him from a young age to have this, um, keen observational skills, kind of like Sherlock Holmes, where he'd look around a room and see, all right, well, this is misplaced. So that means that somebody came in here and they were there five minutes ago, whatever. So he's got this observational skill and, he parlays that into faking that he's a psychic detective. So, uh, him and his buddy Gus have this, uh, psychic detective agency called psych.
1: And what, what, what's all
0: crimes. And
1: what season are uh, we in?
0: Get into mischief. I am in season five right now, I believe. And how many seasons are there? Seven or eight.
1: And the show is no longer on the air.
0: It is no longer on the air, but they are doing movies now. What? So they did Psych the movie a couple of years back, and they're actually in production
1: on Psych too. No, it's, you're wrong. It was called House Party Three Psych, and oh. that's no. Yeah. All right, so and what channel was this on? Played. Was it was it was it, was it on TBS that this was, it was on? Was it
0: USA?
1: Was it USA? It, was, it. USA. it was USA. You had you had me until you should have just lied about the network it was on.
0: Well, like I said, I'm not trying to get you to watch the show. I'm just telling you what I think and how good it is. So, yet, you know, yet you I feel
1: like you are,
0: you're going to miss out. So, I mean, it's up to you. If you want to miss out on a great show, so be it. But I'm, I'm not, I'm watching it and enjoying it thoroughly. And I encourage all the listeners to do the same. Waddle doodle. All right. So, What's next? Uh,
1: I really wanted to watch the Steve Carell and, um, and, uh, Rachel Green show on, uh, on Apple TV's. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Like uh, I the watched the show?
1: yeah, I watched the first episode and was like, this is so good. And I think they release or they I think they released it episodically. I never went back and watched another episode. Really? I was like, this is amazing. Oh, it dude, it was so fantastic. And then I just was like, nah, I'm good.
0: I've heard really good things about it. I haven't watched anything on Apple TV Plus yet. Nothing at all, and I've heard really good things about a lot of the stuff that's on there. Um, there was the M Night Shyamalan one, the the series that that uh, like it, it got really good reviews.
1: But the Shyamalan and Ding Dong? Yeah. Season one and two.
0: Um, and then what was the other one? Uh, who's the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, which one? Who got ripped? Oh, Rob McElherney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Rob McAdooley. He he's got a show out now that, I yeah, that really yeah that gamer
1: show or whatever that ooh I just smacked the microphone sorry uh, yeah that show about uh, about being video gamers or whatever um, yeah that Mystic that Quest. did look good Mystic too
0: Quest.
1: yeah I I like him I I really do I like him I like Charlie Day and I like the um Glenn Halloran I think is his name the three main guys that are on there and I I want to say you know, that he's actually Oh really? Um, you it's you, there's no middle ground with it. You're either gonna love it or hate it. Uh, Dana and I love it. My sister hates it because they're the worst people in the world, and uh, and it's true. Like it's 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 so like it's it's so every episode is a cringe-worthy episode for some reason. Uh, they're just terrible people. And what I, network was it on? It was it was on FX and then FXX, uh,
0: and it's still on still FX because I don't watch anything from FX.
1: Oh, you never watched The Shield, huh? That's interesting. I seem to, I seem to remember somebody giving me VHS tapes of the first nope. two seasons, but I, nope. I guess I must I must have been thinking about.
0: Uh, you're talking out of your vocal. I don't know even know what you're saying. I'm talking
1: out of my baloney hole.
0: That's right. I'm just
1: blowing hot baloney air. That's that's what mm. it is. All right, Oscar. Ugh, Nunez. Um, <laughs> in Nunez business. <laughs> I'm sleepy still. I want to go back to bed. I'm tired. I want to do this in the what? morning. Um, nothing to do. I know. I well, I got to work today. Um, oh, Chewie wants have to work to, today. Is that what you
0: said?
1: I have to. I technically I don't have to work today, but like I' gonna work today.
0: Oh, why would you do that?
1: Because <sighs> I got stuff to do.
0: Yeah. Um. Wait you gonna so, do? I? What are you gonna do? So the Matrix.
1: Oh, land oh yeah. I had a dreamless. I, I thought it was Zombieland One,
0: which was great. <laughs> which Don't I, reinvent the wheel. Just do do your thing.
1: Which I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, Meh, it's not a bad movie. It, I didn't watch the first one and then watch that one, so I was I went into it with like, yeah, I remember this from the first movie. That's clever, but yeah, I you know.
0: I like I like the doppelgangers. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: Um, and then that that
0: one shot, uh, the one shot fight that they do in the the hound dogs.
1: Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it.
0: We're, well, so the doppelgangers they go out and they fight the the disease and they come back in and they're like, oh, that was awesome and we, you know, we we won and and they turn into zombies and they have to fight them. Our heroes have to fight the doppelgangers and they do it in one it's not a continuous shot. In fact, oh. part, part of the behind the scenes, uh, thing is, is that they show that how they shot that. And you can see where they stitch some of those scenes together, but even so, I mean, there's a lot of long takes in it and it's pretty, pretty good. Pr- pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Larry David all of a sudden.
1: It, uh, yeah, it's, it, with that one, it's been, I think I watched zombie two And, and the Fred Rogers, uh, uh, baloney pick at the around the same time, so it's i don't remember those movies very much i haven't uh I haven't watched them. My dog is freaking out he wants to do something I don't know I think he can hear you. I think that's the problem is that yeah, he hears he your me
0: too, man
1: he's like he misses oh, me. I know there's supposed to be two crotches here,
0: <laughs> and I can only misses, smell one of them. He misses my dulcet tones <laughs> misses your baloney
1: boat. Ew, ew! I grossed myself out with that one. Bologna is such a versatile meat when it comes to exploring genitalia. Oh my. <laughs> Didn't know where oh, that I sentence was going.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I, I wish I was in charge of editing because be a lot we pull out of this show. Why? What's wrong um, with this show? Uh, Murray, the, the Bill Murray coda at the end, where they they're like. Well, it can't be a zombie movie without Bill Murray. <laughs> they go back and uh have him at a press chunk it for uh, Garfield three. Oh. <laughs> and then everybody starts zombified so he has to go out and kill everybody. And he's just like nonchalantly walking through. He goes to the craft services table, dumps some stuff off a tray, just whacks somebody in the head. I'm afraid of no ghosts
1: I uh I did not see that. Was it like post credits? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I just turned the movie off after it was done. I'm like, oh, that was entertaining, oh, Now I got to go back and fix that.
0: Yeah, you got to fix that. That's really funny. So
1: I had a dream. Like Al
0: Roker, Al Roker was interviewing him, and he he goes zombie. So he has to kill Al Roker. And he's like, Mr. Roker, big fans. That's weird. I, Ugh,
1: I had a dream about uh, last night about re-watching the Matrix movies, but I started with Matrix 3, and then I immediately woke up, and I don't know what that what that says or why I had that dream, but now I definitely wow. don't want to watch any of the Matrix movies. I guess the fourth I, one got, got postponed indefinitely because of all this uh, grossness.
0: Man, we could do a whole show on things that got postponed because of this, or or at least their release dates got pushed back and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, uh, or, or things that are going to be going to VOD instead of going to the theaters. There's so much content right there. Good Lord.
1: Yeah. Well, I did hear I think, that, uh, Black Widow is taking the Eternals November release and it'll be the only 2020 release for this year from Marvel. Um, and so everything's being pushed of, back.
0: I'm kind of glad they're doing it that way. Cause I, I don't think that, th- that it would have gotten its, its, its due. If it was on uh, Disney Plus, you know what I mean. I think Black Widow is a movie that you got to see on the silver screen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, would it be great to, for them to release it for free in like high def Blu-ray? Oh yeah, I'd love that. But yeah, they I've heard I've heard other podcasts um, say like you know they could do a, like a, a one time rental, but you know there's you have to you know uh, how would you account for like if if you your mom your dad your brother your sister all sat down and paid twenty dollars to to rent black widow like that's you're not getting the full amount of money that you would normally so like it, it would skew everything and as soon as it would be released you know digitally once it would be available for free online immediately and so it's I I guess yeah. it's better that they're they're doing it this way he is really chomping down on this bone um, it's better they're doing it this way for because i I do believe that it would make a billion dollars and i think that you know it would it sounds so weird to say but like i think it's important for marvel studios to continue to get this massive influx of of money so they can continue reinvesting it in either reacquiring their properties or making better more sophisticated films yeah like when you look yeah. at the the step ups in technology from Iron Man 1 to Endgame and you realize that Tony hasn't been in a real Iron Man suit since Iron Man 2. <laughs> it's all been digital recreations other than the 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 headcam shots where he's got the uh you know where it's uh, it's on his face directly in the dark like that's really the 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 only part of the suit he's worn since like 2. Right. It's all digitally it's it's all digital when and and Favreau had him it had him actually in this the suits they were you know carbon fiber or plastic or whatever, um, and and it's seamless. It doesn't look, you know, like any any better or worse than it did in one. I mean, it looks better because it's you know different suits or whatever. But like you can't tell like stacked up next to one, you can't tell that it's not it's not really there. And uh,
0: yeah, that that was one of the things that I was really blown away with the most recent Marvel movies the Spider-Man ones and and Avengers Endgame and all those is that you look at those particularly Iron Man and Spider-Man you you really can't tell that that's not real you know when the, when the mask peels back i mean obviously it's you know yeah. okay that's not real that's not practical effect but yeah. just looking at the character walking down you know walking through the the scene well when
1: you look at Spider-Man look, real. look at all three Spider-Man franchises and you can you can see the the leaps and bounds that that CGI has taken in the last twenty years. Oh yeah! Big like because each one of them has fully CGI versions of Spider-Man in there, and you're you're just like, oh, I can tell now. You can kind of tell back in the day with the Tobey Maguire, and then with Andrew Garfield, you're like, oh my God, it's so much better, even though these movies are terrible. And now you look at it and you're like, it looks like a freaking cartoon. And then you look at tommy h and you're like can't tell what's what's real and what's not real
0: you want to see a real crazy dichotomy watch the original jumanji and then watch the most recent jumanji because both of those movies have cgi uh primates running through the scene and it's night and day oh yeah well from first jumanji were so bad it's 1995
1: versus 2020 like you gotta. Yeah. You, 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 you and know And just the
0: advancement of technology in in what seemingly, I mean, in the grand scheme of life, is a pretty short amount of time, really. But the advancements are just mind-boggling, and I I dig it. I read. Mean, Although you watch uh, Doolittle, <laughs> which I didn't watch. Um, I haven't either. But just the trailer. It's like, man, it's it looks good. Don't get me wrong. It all looks good, but it just looks. There's just too much CGI It, it, you know, put, put a little bit of practical effect in there. It just, I don't know, got flooded with, uh, with special effects. Well, it's like what
1: we talked about with call of the wild where you're like, dude, seriously, that's what you're going to put. Like you have a full on main character that is CGI in a dog. You can't do a dog that looks like a real dog. Yeah. Like why does it look so bad? It's not even I don't like what studio is putting this out. Did was it the same studio that that did Sonic? Like is did they cut the funding for Call of the Wild so that they could redo Sonic cuz he looked so bad originally? Like why? Yeah. Why is Oh, he's just all licking my arm right now. Um <laughs> why why is it so bad? Cuz it looks like he's he's acting with a two-dimensional hand-drawn dog.
0: Yeah, and that that's the worst part about it because it looked like a, a great movie but then you see those shots of the dog and, and it, he just doesn't look real enough
1: no and and honestly like we need to start realizing that eventually one of these movies is going to be the last movie harrison ford's in and we don't want to run into a situation with like we did with sean connery which is where he goes out on league of extraordinary gentlemen and we're like mm. yeah and we don't want we don't want Harrison Ford obviously to die. You know, I'm talking more about retirement. But like, if he does pass away, you know, like we want the last we we don't want it to be like Kubrick either, where you're like, dude, I wish I would have seen Kubrick's version shut. of AI, but instead he went out on Eyes Wide Shut, and you're like, fuck.
0: Yep. Right.
1: I rewatched that during because uh, we were going to do a Kubrick show. I rewatched Eyes Wide Shut uh, in the last couple of weeks just because it was on my things to do list because. Uh, it's one of the Kubrick movies that I've seen once and was like, nope, because there's a lot of Kubrick movies I've never seen, like Barry Lyndon and uh, Lolita, the original. mm mm-hmm. uh, so He did like a version uh, or a, a short skit in like Seafarer's Way or something for Disney <laughs> back in like the 50s. So, um, yeah. but yeah, like there's you know of, of his main core movies, like I've seen all of those, but that was the last I one where I'm boy. like. No, no, I didn't see that one actually. No, I uh, like I've seen uh, *Shining*, *Clockwork Orange* uh, in two thousand and one, and *Full Metal Jacket*. Those are what I consider his his core movies.
0: mm mm-hmm. Spartacus.
1: Uh no, I have a Spartacus. I just don't. I don't have a want and desire to see Spartacus. I, it sounds dumb because it's a really good movie, from what I understand. It's in the AFI top one hundred, but I'm like meh. <laughs> That was an idea you floated for the coronavirus thing where you're like, we should watch all the AFI Top 100. And I'm like, there's a lot of movies on here I do not want to see. And then you were like, yeah, uh, Birth of a Nation is not on my list of things <laughs> to watch. I'm like, I go, I own it, but I don't even want to watch
0: it. Well, but then I, I did a little bit more research and, and we determined that it's not even on the list anymore. They took it off in 08, I think.
1: <laughs> making making made... strides during the Obama presidency. Let's get uh, let's get that in Song of the South thrown into a vault and just let's uh, kind of forget those ever happened.
0: Yeah, because that's that's the way to do it.
1: We'll we'll replace it with Twelve Years a Slave and 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 uh, we'll digitally remaster uh, what Amistad and it'll be fine. Yeah,
0: if we pretend the history didn't happen, it's like it didn't happen. I guess.
1: That's so, yeah, but in, yeah. in all fairness, In all in all fairness, those movies are rough to watch, no matter what uh, your your belief system is. I, I went back recently because I, I have both those movies. Now, watching Birth of a Nation is rough for content, but you understand that the technical limitations were there. It's a silent era film that's been digitally added or digitally um, uh, enhanced Restored. and and added to yeah. over the over the course of you know, thirty years from its original release date to where I believe the copy I have is like five and a half hours long. Because that okay, uh, hey. who's that guy? Who's the guy that directed it and written and directed it? Was like DB Cooper? No, that's the guy who fell out of the plane.
0: <laughs> DB Sweeney is uh, it? DW Griffith.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like he went back and like as he would get funding, he would add more to it. And I mean, it's it's a rough topic. It's essentially KKK promo video, but it's five and a half hours long. Pretty
0: but, much exactly what it was. Yeah. But
1: you look at the you look at it for like the technological advancements, and and you're like. for me like watching a silent era film like i don't have high expectations of what it's going to look like and so when i see something clever i'm like oh that's that's interesting but when i went back and rewatched song of the south because i also have like a it's a some someone's vhs copy that they put online and it like it's bad doesn't
0: hold up (laughs) it's
1: (laughs) it's like content wise i get where they were going with like we're going to sit around and tell old stories from the South and with the moral, like, I don't think that they're, I don't, I think their hearts were in the right place, but it's just content wise, it's bad, but quality wise and the way they shot it, it looks like a 1930s movie where the background is, is like on a sheet and someone's hand cranking it so that it looks like it's going by and repeating. Right. Like not even, not even like the, we're just going to show a film on a green screen kind of thing. Like, like bad. Like, bad, bad. And you can tell that the wagon that they're in at the beginning is, like, not moving at all. And, you know, poor lighting in, indoors. And, yeah, like, it's it, it just... Visually, I'm like, this looks absolutely terrible. Not not to mention the fact that it was lifted off of a VHS copy that's been stepped on yeah. for, like,
0: 40 years, but... Well, I think that's part of why... I mean, setting aside the, you know, the social... Um, uh, taboos and things of that nature from the movie, I think that's that's probably one of the reasons why it wasn't a more popular movie anyway, it just wasn't very well done, because there's plenty of Disney movies that, you know, are, aren't, um, you know, might not be as well known as, uh, you know, Cinderella or um, Snow White or... Um, even some of the, I was going to say some of the
1: live action animated where you could really tell that they sunk some money into the budget, but not some yeah. brimsticks, Pete, the original Pete's dragon, Pete's dragon exactly. Um, even Swiss I, family I, Robinson was, I mean, not, and there was no animation in that, but I mean, still like a, a higher budget is
0: a well put together movie.
1: Yeah. yeah. The yeah, thing Port, is, Port is Port like, I, I went and saw song of the South in the theater. My dad took me, and then his his friend he grew up with, Donnie, took his kid uh, named Butch, obviously uh, like my dad's name, so that's weird. Um, like I remember, the four of us went and saw that without my mom and my sister a- in the theater. Like they re released it in the eighties, and I thought it was a brand new movie, and I mean, obviously, it's not. So,
0: 1946.
1: yeah, like, I'm like, obviously this is a, you know, going back and watching it now, but in the eighties, I thought it was brand new and I didn't think anything of the, the whole, you know, I was yeah, we, seven we or
0: eight. Knew, we all knew Zippity-Doo-Dah. Like that was.
1: Yeah, that's right. I was trying to think of the, I was trying to think of the song and I just kept thinking of the, uh, the country song, Song of the South. Sweet potato pie and a shut in my mouth. I'm like, that wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> no. in there at all.
0: Yeah, doo da was. Uh, I mean, that was in our kind of in our our minds, uh, our social. Uh, what do you call it? Lexicon. I don't know. It was. Yeah. Th- there you go. That's vernacular. It. Social vernacular. That's it. And baloney jumble. Kids in the eighties. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, AFI top one hundred. I still think that's something that we should do. But I wasn't talking about doing it like let's watch all 100 movies in a, in a week, you know? No, I let's think we show on the hundred. It's just like, let's pick one and say, you know, we're going to do a show, an AFI show where we just pick something from the list. Cause there's plenty on the list. We either have done already or we plan to do as a show.
1: Yeah. So, and I think that there's like between the two of us on what we've seen and haven't seen. I think that collectively we've probably seen at least 90 of the hundred films. Oh, between, yeah. between what I've seen and, and what you've seen independently and what we've seen together.
0: Because, yeah, like, again. There, there might be a handful that we have not yet watched uh, between the two of us.
1: Yeah. Like, I know for me, I, I really wanted, I was excited when we did the bogey show because I was like, I really want to see African Queen because I know that it's on there and I have it. And I, I just haven't had an excuse to watch it yet. And then we were like, "Man, we're just gonna do Falcon and and Casablanca," and so I was, which are both on the list, which both on the list too. But I was like, "Oh, I really wanted to knock that one out," uh, but I need a purpose to watch it. And then what was the other one? The, um, guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney Poitier? Oh, Poitier, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a copy of that, and and I was planning on I was planning on watching it, and then. As I was doing a little research on it, somebody was like, "Oh, they remade this in the early 2000s with a with a role swap." And I was like, "Oh, how interesting is that?" And then yeah. I clicked on it and they're like, "And they did it yeah, with Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher." And I'm like, "I don't want to fucking yes, watch this I movie am. now." Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's all I'm going to that's all I'm going to think about is whoever the white girl is in the movie, that's Ashton Kutcher in the remake. And it ruined it for me, so I was like, "I need a palate cleanser before I sit down and watch it." So I think I have all AFI top 100 movies on my computer from what from probably 2006 or seven. So that's why I have like um, Birth of a Nation and stuff because it was on there.
0: Yeah, well, the first list was done in 1998, and then they redid it in 07. So there were there were some that dropped off the list, some that were added on.
1: They, um, should do, they should redo it, like, when they do the census. Every 10 years, they should redo the, the top AFI list. Because then I would say, like, enough, yeah. enough movies come in to, to like, be able to I say, like, like, you know, oh, this, this should be, uh, you know, in consideration, and maybe we take this, you know, two or three off, or I don't know. You the, know
0: what would also be cool is to go through the list uh, of changes that happened from 98 to 2007.
1: Oh, like what was added, what was removed?
0: And, and the movement on the list. For example...
1: Um, oh, because they're ranked about, too, yeah.
0: Yeah, you talked about African Queen. That moved from number 17 to number 65 uh, when, they went, when they redid the list. Huh. It dropped 40, 48 spots. So, But then Raging Bull went from number 24 to 4 in 2007. Huh. It jumped up 20 spots.
1: I wonder if there's so, anything to do with like cool about. what social issues we're dealing with and and how the world has changed based on what 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 the movement is on those on those flicks. It'd be interesting to see like if there's any kind of correlation, like if we can pinpoint and say like, okay, fighting movies have you know like Rocky, Raging Bull, right. and you know whatever, like they've taken a huge spike. In the in the list, they've they've all increased their position, but movies like uh, Jaws have dropped down, or like the Universal Monster movies have dropped down because, you know, in the vernacular, they're just not something that that people want to see, and you know, we can see any kind of reason for any any like any causality for change. We could be the Merovingian right. of the AFI <laughs> Top <laughs> yeah. One Hundred list. Causality. All right, <sighs> you ready
0: to
1: wrap up, dude? Yeah, cause it's it's we're now we're thirty five in
0: about that time.
1: Yeah, cause I don't think I've watched anything else during the corona thing that we haven't talked about yet. So I'm just watching regular TV and I mean I've just
0: been bingeing psych. That, that's like uh, other than the couple of movies that we touched on today, it's just basically been all psych all the time. Um, when I when I get a chance to to watch TV, I know that or I'm you know catching up on news conferences to see all right what. Well, what, uh, what
1: what freedoms are they taking away now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, something I did watch yesterday on my, on my lunch break and finished up at night before I started Onward. Um, so Dave Chappelle has put out a bunch of uh, Netflix comedy specials, and they've been all killer. And, yeah. um, and he won the, the 2019 Mark Twain Award. Um, and they did a Kennedy Center presentation for him, and it was it was on YouTube. They had cut it up into little snippets for each one of the presenters, and so they they released an hour and a half um, comedy special of that show and some of his stand up from the night before, and uh, and and cut it together with some of the musical acts, and it was really good. Oh, um, ah, cool! So yeah, that's I mean I'm a huge Chappelle fan, uh, have been since like ninety six. Uh, when I was first introduced to him. So, um, for, I'm
0: not just a fan of his content, but I'm also a fan of how he lives his life <laughs> because he's just like a farmer in Ohio. Think, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's like, oh, I want to live in Dayton. And then he does Chappelle's show and he's at the height of popularity with Chappelle's show. And he, he says, I think I want to go to Africa for a while. So he just gets up and goes.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> then, just like, oh, I don't need to do this show anymore. It's getting a little weird.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously he's got the money to afford him that kind of lifestyle, but, he just he does what he wants when he wants.
1: The one and thing that that uh, cause I dig all, that all it was it was like um Sarah Silverman and John Stewart and Neil uh Brennan, the, the, the three main comedians Well, and uh Tiffany Haddish. Those are the four main comedians that that were there that night giving tributes. And um they, they all had kind of the same the same thing about Chappelle. And they're like Dave in real life is the type of guy who's who wants to like make a memory. It's not about an experience or doing something cool. It's about making a memory and making one memory every day. And I was just like, yeah, kind of blown away by that, by that mentality. Cause he's, he's, he said something like, cause he, he gives a little speech at the end. Cause it's almost like a, a roast, but without the dirty humor, uh, when they do these presentations at the Kennedy center. And so he comes on afterwards and he's kind of talking a little bit about it. And he goes, you know, you, you you can never dream of a face that you haven't seen. And he goes, and the, the funny thing is, is that what we get paid to do for a living as an art form, we see a lot of faces, and they all have the same expression on them every single night, which is looking directly at you and smiling, and that's a gift. And I was like, wow, wow. That's, that's really poignant of, like, you know.
0: Yeah, that's good
1: stuff. And, I mean, he's such a good dude, too. Like, he... You know, he donated a huge amount of money to his D.C. high school alma mater. He's, you know, he put on a massive when they had the shooting in Dayton. He put on a massive benefit concert with him and John Stewart, and uh, he just leaned over to John and he goes, "This is their memory now, not what happened before." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's really fantastic." And so, yeah, I mean, he's he's just a good dude. I mean, you may or and may exactly not agree. In
0: community too, like he he there. I've seen clips of him at city council meetings that he's gone to (laughs) just, you know, it's like, that's, that's, it's unique. Yeah. It it
1: was really cool though, to also watch him smoke indoors at the Kennedy center. And he's like, I didn't even ask if I could do it. I just did it. (laughs) I was like, that's ballsy right Right. there. But like his mom was there and he was talking about how he's, you know, how being, being raised, sometimes you have to act like a lion so you can live like a lamb. And I was like, that's pretty poignant, uh, to take with you, uh, in a comedy special. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, it was really it was really interesting. That's and cool. I, I really I really like that. And one thing that he did say I was i I didn't remember him saying it from the first time I watched it, but I thought how how interesting is this, especially in this climate? because Dave seems to lean pretty pretty liberal uh, with the stances that he takes. and uh, which is fine. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinions. but he goes, first amendments first for a reason. Second amendments there, just in case the first gets fucked He's with. Fucking-
2: <laughs> yeah right. i was
1: like that's i know that's not uh a direct quote that he came up with i know that's from somebody else's said, but that's a that's a pretty damn good quote i uh
0: i love uh johnny cash's quote he said uh he said i believe in everybody's right to uh burn the american flag but i also believe in the right to bear arms so i could shoot you if you try to burn mine
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good one too
0: that's awesome Hmm. all right well in the wise words of uh of dave Chappelle and johnny cash i think that's a good note to end on oh so, i thought you were gonna be uh, like in the
1: wise words of dave Chappelle, i'm rich bitch and then just hang up the phone
0: <laughs> there you go <laughs> i wish i would in retrospect i wish i would have done that
1: i wish you so, would have uh, too it would have been really funny
0: <laughs> but uh but we'll, we'll wrap on note that note so uh go to filmburrito.com subscribe uh share us with a friend and until next time you cool cats and kittens i'm jason fucking hate you so much That is Chuck. And we are Phil Burrito. See you next time. Bye.